Hi, this is Emily. And this is Maddie. And this is Spill the Mead. Spill the birthday mead, though. My birthday's today. Birthday mead, the birthday, birthday mead. Best of me is birthday mead. Happy birthday to me. Hey! Why haven't we done that? Happy birthday to mead. Happy birthday to mead. Woo! Bitch, the pot, the tea is really sad. Oh, yeah. Um, there was a, a certain mood hanging in the air when I walked in. Yeah, Maddie morning. walked in. I was literally crying, so. Yeah. On her, yeah. On her birthday cake. <laughs> yeah. There's a slice of cake with tears on it. <laughs> it literally, literally is. Couldn't even finish my cake because I'm so emotional about this. So, sorry, guys. I don't ever do sad ones like this. And this one's sad. So this is, this is usually Spill the Mead, a history gossip podcast. But today it's like a, like a sad <laughs> history gossip podcast. I don't know. Gossip sounds weird when it's so sad, but oh like, God. it's true. Um, and it's not all sad. It's not all sad. It's rough because like, neither of us knew anything about this guy, but we're like, oh my God, but like, love him though. This is going to be such a great, fun birthday episode. And I come in and she's crying like, oh fuck. Yup. Yeah. You guys clicked on the episode. This is Hans Christian Andersen. He wrote The Little Mermaid and um, that's why I chose to do an episode on him. And I literally was like, this could be an easy episode where there's not much really about him or I could find a million things. We'll just like get into it and see. And now I... I feel like I know him. Yeah. I feel like our souls are somehow tied together. I truly, like, no shit. I'm not just <laughs> saying that. Like, I truly believe it. Like, you have, like, this little honey glow about I you. I do. I, I feel like, I think, I don't think. This is my Anne. Mm-hmm. Like, the way that you all, like, repeat listeners know that Maddie feels about Anne Boleyn, the way she feels about her. Like, I, this is the way that I feel oh, about Hans. And I... This was more of a last minute choice and I got a lot of research in, but I want to do a lot more. So I have ordered his autobiography. I will be reading that and one day I will do this again and I will give you just even more information. And if you're like, oh God, no, fuck that from last time I cried the whole episode, then like, that's okay. You don't have to come back for the next one. But you know what? It's really, really interesting. And just to keep you in there, it does have like a twist. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you found your and that makes me so happy. Yes. I'm telling you, you have, you look different. I, d- I really feel very, very different than when this day started. And I had that weird, like, excitement buzz of where I was, like, all shaky and stuff to tell you this story and, like, had a weird feeling in my stomach. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to have to start. I literally have a box of tissues for Maddie and I. Yeah. Um, Maddie's a crier, especially when it comes to specifically this type of thing. Fuck me. So, I'm just going to... I'm actually going to give trigger warnings this episode. Oh, God, just damn. for suicidal ideation. It's your birthday! I know. I know. But you know what? He's my guy. He, yes! I'm so sure that, that this is my guy. That is... That's and worth I'm it. not sad on my birthday because we are pre-recording this. But yeah. it is coming out on my birthday. Yeah. So, you know, all of you guys are crying on my birthday. <laughs> it's shed, Emily's birthday and you guys can cry if you want to. Shed a birthday tear. Shed 28 birthday, <laughs> birthday tears. Birthday tears for my 28th birthday. Think of us every time. Take 28 yep. sips of meat. Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely do that. 
Okay. Um, I'm also going to later, like with my trigger warnings, um, there's also bullying. I will also be, yeah. Um, I'm going to be reading later a fictional poem too, that involves adolescent death. So keep that in mind. Um, if any of those things are triggering for you, then like skip this one. We usually do very happy, like gossipy, fun episodes, but sometimes we gotta mix it up. Yeah. Um, and also I'm very passionate about this now. So <laughs> yo, God, Here yeah. Go. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. I'm okay. ready to fall in love. Okay. Once upon a time, <laughs> there was a mama duck. Oh, no. Mama Duck had laid her eggs, and they all began to hatch, except for one egg. The largest of them hatched late. And when it did, out came the ugliest duckling anyone had ever seen. But he wasn't ugly to Mama Duck. I'm going to cry this a, whole no, episode. Yeah, no, I was going to say, my eyes are literally already Yeah. Like, if I like, blink, really... it's over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I've repressed <laughs> this story from childhood so hard because I you can't all, You it. have to listen to it. It's so important to this. Oh, um, me, dude. She saw him for who he truly was. Just as competent as her other babies and the strongest swimmer out of all of her babies. Others mocked her baby, but she defended him. She knew that he would grow to be big and strong. That's fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> but the duckling couldn't endure the abuse. And he left home to find somewhere that he felt he belonged. So he traveled everywhere, trying to make friends or find family. <laughs> everywhere he went, the abuse became worse. Oh my god. <laughs> and he suffered for so long, being so lonely. After much time had passed, he came upon the most beautiful birds he had ever seen. Royal birds, swans. And he knew that he would find no love or comfort with these royal birds. I'm going to have to edit out so many crying noises. I was going to say, like, that's just going to be, like... we just started, you guys. A compilation at the end. It's just going to be different cries. Yeah, we just Guess who's crying? Is it Emily or is it me? It's both of us. Trick question. Um, He knew he'd find no love or comfort with these royal birds. And he approached them, begging them to kill him. Oh, Wow. Unable to continue on. But the swans did not. Children ran up to the ugly duckling and the swans, all together in the pond, and pointed to the ugly duckling, saying, Look, there's a new swan here, and he's the most beautiful of all the swans. And the older swans bowed to the ugly duckling. Even the trees around the pond bowed and swayed to him. And he finally remarked, I never dreamed of such happiness as this while I was an ugly duckling. (laughs) Oh my god. And that is the story of Hans Christian Andersen. The ugly duckling, both about him and written by him, is the story that helped launch him into eternal fame. And the story that best depicted his struggles and abuse. So, Hans was born... On April 2nd. Oh He's my an God. Aries. Hans. Yeah, we love that. That's he just so celebrated a birthday. Yeah, that's so perfect. <laughs> yeah, so he was born in 1805 in Denmark. Where is kind of disputed. He okay. has, he knows, he thinks he knows where. Okay. Historians think he may be mistaken. Oh, so who knows? interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, he was raised by Hans Sr. Okay. and Anna. Hans worked as a shoemaker and Anna as a housekeeper and later a washerwoman. And although they were not wealthy, the Andersons 
were all in all good people who loved Hans dearly. And Hans, from the beginning, was an ugly duckling. God damn it, dude. Yeah. He was substantially taller than the rest of his family and awkward. He was painfully shy at times, especially around girls, but a very kind boy to everyone. Yeah. Um, He leaned, in his childhood, he leaned towards more feminine activities, like sewing, and he really enjoyed playing pretend with dolls. Uh Uh-huh. And the Andersons did nothing but encourage him for who he was. Oh my god, these people. Yeah. This family. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah. Um, They loved him for the person he was rather than the person that people expected him to be. And there was one other person who loved Hans for who he was, his childhood playmate, the prince. Oh. Yeah. Hans. Like the prince prince. Sweet, shy, awkward, commoner Hans regularly, regularly visited the royal gardens to play with his best friend, the crown prince of Denmark. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck everyone else. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. The the royal swans thought he was beautiful. Right? Oh man. Okay. He saw like soul. Yes. So Anna was uneducated and illiterate, unfortunately, because, you know, she was very poor. But Hans Sr. at least had an elementary school education or an elementary level education. And so he encouraged Hans Jr. to write. So when the time came for them to send their sweet, sensitive boy to school, they really worried. Yeah, God, no. Yeah. Can't we just homeschool? Right, forever. Um, They knew that Hans would be beaten for any mistakes he made, and they did not approve of their son being treated poorly. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, getting beaten, paddled, etc. for any perceived mistake was very common you know, at this time, yeah. previous time period, like being beaten as a kid was just oh. so prevalent. Yeah, like on, like right on the knuckles. Oh, yeah. Right on the butt. Yep, right, right on, on the, the butt. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, especially for lower class schools. Gentility was reserved for wealthy children. But despite this, Anna sent Hans to school with strict instructions to the teacher that he was not to be hit. Nice. Ever. Okay. That was not to be his form of punishment. Well, and like, and he he doesn't sound like the type that's going to be like causing a, oh, a ruckus. It's going to be that know? sort of thing where like he gets an answer wrong. Yeah. And that would be the reason yeah, that you decide like, to hit him. He's not like no, 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 speaking no. out of turn and yeah, like right. being a, a problem. Like, no. and even if he was like, don't fucking hit kids. Yeah, don't, don't hit kids. But, you know, times were different. And they sucked. (laughs) Um, So the teacher did follow these instructions for a while, but a day did come when Hans was pulled to the front of the class for punishment. And Hans was only struck once before he grabbed his things and just pieced the fuck out of there. Love that. Mm -hmm. That's the Aries energy. Oh, yeah. He's like, you're not going to fucking hit me. Okay, bye. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So he marched home and he told Anna what happened and they immediately switched him to a different school. No questions asked. Absolutely. They're like, she hit you, we're done. Yeah, that's interesting because I have one rule and it was don't fucking hit hit my child. And you fucking did. So here he goes. Yeah. Yeah. And like you had to pay for school. Like. Yeah. No. And I'm not going to pay you to hit my kid. What the fuck? Love love this energy. I love the family support. Yes. Oh my. They just love him. But when Hans was only 11, Hans Sr. passed away and Anna had to remarry. And Anna's new husband was far less understanding of Hans's unique personality. God fucking damn. Why? 
why why couldn't they just be a happy family forever, forever. he also had a stepsister mm-hmm. half sister at this point uh yeah half sister named karen uh-huh yeah and she also was lovely oh good too okay. yeah oh. but um yeah he the new husband was not understanding and from this point forward hans's treatment went rapidly downhill so come on yeah according to hans yeah yeah she's heartbroken and penniless now and according to hans his family was in such dire straits at this point that hans had begun um, working to keep them all afloat and you know he's a, a child yeah you know um and eventually just as the ugly duckling did he ran off hoping to find a better life for himself so Hans began his travels as a teen and towards his later years was actually considered the widest traveled author living wow. at that time. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. So Hans wrote as he traveled. He recorded his travels, his life. He wrote poems, stories, novels, like so much. And though he was experiencing so much, Hans was haunted by loneliness. so still awkward and quiet he struggled to make friends oh god damn it and his dream was to become famous okay and when i think of someone who seeks fame over anything else i usually think of someone who's who wants the fame because they want the attention which if you've heard before i've gotten a little spiel where i don't think there's anything wrong with wanting attention um so i'm not saying that as a bad thing and I do think that was an aspect, something that Hans did want, but I don't necessarily think that's why he was after fame. I think he wanted love. Yeah. And just adoration. Yes. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. After feeling so much hatred. Yeah. For no reason. From everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think part of it was attention. I felt, I feel like he thought he was taking a path down which he would eventually be forgotten by everyone because at this point who does he have to remember him he would die and there would be his mom his mom anna would yeah and karen and maybe his childhood friend the prince would remember i was gonna say what happened to that that just fizzled out Uh, he moved he left and the prince has to stay where he is so that was just that okay yep um but yeah, I th- I think really he craved love and he saw fame as a way to be remembered and loved by everyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So with just pennies in a dream, he goes to the Royal Theater in Copenhagen hoping to become an actor. And honestly, he he sucks at acting. It's okay. not his right. thing. It's not what Hans was made for. Okay. He was made to be a writer. Yep, that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. We'll find a different a different avenue for fame. Exactly. It's going to take a couple, though. So despite this, though, he was sponsored by the Royal Theater for three years. Oh, to act. He, um, so he wasn't, he, he really was so bad okay. at acting <laughs> say, oh. that they kept him working as a boy in the choir. And he wasn't even the strongest singer. Okay. Like, I've read places that he was a really good singer, but then also that, like, he really wasn't that great. Um. And especially when he went through puberty and his voice, quote, broke, you know? Yeah. So. Gosh, he was that young when he left. Like, pre-pubescent. So this, at this point, he's 17. Jeez, okay. Yeah. 
So he's been there for three years. So yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he got there when he was 14. Oh. And so um, they couldn't even have him in the choir at that point. And so there was nothing that the Royal Theater could do for him. But really, it was like a blessing for them to take a chance on him at all. Yeah. Um, when there's so many very talented people who they could have taken yeah, on. That's it's interesting. It's yeah. interesting. Um, Maybe he like just, I would name drop my BFF. From the prince, the prince so right? Like, hard. oh, so hard all the yeah. time. Here's my references. I only have one. It's the you prince. You may have heard of him. It's the motherfucking crown prince. Yeah. So and this is during a time when it was an absolute monarch. So oh, the well, royal family was everything. They made every decision. Um, But Hans knew it was time to move on. And this is when a man named Jonas Collin comes into acquaintance with Hans. And remember that Hans is not a charmer. Yeah, no, he's a little socially awkward. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck. What's his name? Uh, oh, Kierkegaard. Um, he, he was like a poet and, yeah, he was a really popular uh, philosopher, existentialist philosopher. Like, maybe the first existentialist. Anyways, he's a dick, in my personal opinion. Okay. Um, because he was like, yeah, Hans basically had, like, no personality. It's like, okay, great. You're an asshole. Um, but, yeah, that just to say, he's not especially charming. So he's not, like, winning over people with his personality, necessarily. Yeah. He's very nice. Yeah. But there's people who are nice and charming, you know? Yeah. Um, but despite this, Jonas moves, and I'm sure it's pronounced Jonas, actually, um, but he moves Hans into his home and pays for him to attend an upscale grammar school. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, he just has a little inner light inside of him where it's like, I can see you're a good person. Right? Like, know? something like that. It has to, to be. Yeah, you don't have to be socially graceful or charming to be yeah. a good person. Yeah, what know? is it about Hans? That just, I mean, I'm feeling it. Yeah. I I'm just so love you. He just has a warm aura. He does. I really, truly think so. Looking at a picture of him, I'm like, you just look like a nice person. Ugh. Um, And... I would like to know that it is mentioned in many sources that Hans was heavily bullied and abused in school. God, and fuck that, dude. Yeah, I'm not sure if that was in school, like, after his father died. I don't know if his mom maybe checked out or something, and I it was then, or if it was, like, in this grammar school. Uh. But it did happen, and that abuse did heavily shape who Hans was. Yeah, God, like, anyone. Don't fucking bully people. Like, yeah. I just... Ugh. Oh, my <gasps> gosh. That's what's so hard about this story. So, um, despite all of this, he does begin to find love and friendship. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the Colin family remain not only patrons, but close friends of Hans for years to come. Thank like, God. for forever. Um, and after he finishes grammar school, he even falls in love. Oh. Yeah, with his friend's sister. Okay. And she is a she's was known to be very beautiful and very kind woman oh. named Rebo Voigt. Oh. And Rebo loved Hans's writings, his poems. She loved his enthusiasm for his work. Rebo, sweet girl. Mm -hmm. And although Rebo was already promised to someone else, Fuck her and Hans became engaged. Oh. Oh. But oh, yeah. reality is no fairy tale. 
and Rebo's sense of duty overcame her, and she ended things with Hans in a long, heartfelt letter. And they would never reunite. But she was sweet, and she was beautiful, and, and she, she loved, loved him, him too. And yeah, that it you wasn't know, anything to do with him why no. they couldn't be together. And that should count for something. I mean, that's not how feelings work, you know. Like it's very easy for like a very hindsight outside looker like me to be like no but like it should matter that she loved you at all like but yeah but still that's very nice cause... it hopefully would mean something and he seems like the type of man to really reflect on all of it so yeah. i feel like he would probably he probably would consider that yeah but at this time you know we can debate on how Hans was doing socially at this time. He's got friends, but, you know, he just had his heart broken. Yeah. Like, truly broken. I do think that this was his unrequited love, like, his, the love of his life. Yeah. I think, but he did manage to publish his first poem. Okay. And it's called A Dying Child. Okay, okay. And something that Hans was very, very good at was understanding the point of view of children and being able to write from their perspective because this was really just the beginning of people seeing children as humans like deserving of respect and it still took a much longer time for people to get there with kids but um i think you know he was someone who did see them for like the emotionally complex people that they are and so I'm going to read it to you because I'm feeling absolutely ruthless tonight, apparently. Okay. So okay. here we go. This, I fucking lost my shit. So okay. <clears throat> we'll see how it goes. Mother, I'm tired. Let me in your room. Your child now slumbers to faithful arms. But first promise me you won't cry anymore. Hot and burning your tears are. It's cold here. And storms blow outside. But in a dream, everything is light and clear. I saw angelic children there whenever my eye was closed. Look, there's already one at my side. Listen how sweet it rings, mother. Look. But the wings, white and shining both. Mother, did our father give him these? Gold and flowers float before my eyes. God's angels scatters them around me, say, will I have wings in my life too, or first in his star house? Why are you, God, this part, why are you squeezing my hand together? Why my cheek, your cheek, it is wet and yet burns like the flames. I'll be with you all my life. Let only your tears no longer flow. I have to cry when you're sad. Oh, how tired. It wants to close my eye. Look, look how the angel kisses, too. Yeah, so that's that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> yeah, do so we need to, like, take a crying break? Oh, man. I, I was like, okay, dying child. Yeah, it's like, gonna it's be already hard, gonna be. <laughs> but let's go. And then literally the first line. Like, like that bird, like up my nose, you know? Like, like you start to where you're like, like it's okay, coming, well, it's coming. Yep, that's over. Yeah, wow. um, the, wow. I'll be with you all my life. Yeah. 
I, I can't. <laughs> I like was I was wrecked at the like. There's one standing next to me now. Like, yeah, nope, like <laughs> nope. I'm over. Like, why are you and squeezing like, my hand? Like, the, nope. Yeah, the mention of like her like tears burning. Yeah, too because you know they have a fever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah. No. <gasps> okay. All right. <laughs> So let's continue because it's just gonna keep being a little bit rough. Happy birthday! It'll be, it'll be easier than that, I swear. But it, it's still rough. So yeah, Hans continues to write through his pain and loneliness, and he publishes more works, all of which are unsuccessful. And the majority of his travels were done at this time. So he's going all across Europe, hoping to become more cultured and to make connections with the people the way that he loves to. And then in 1833, Anna dies. God damn it. Okay. Yep. Anna. Okay. And Hans continues to write. He writes plays for the Royal Theater. Um, plays which they actually like put on. Yeah, good. Good. Yeah. And they end as failures. Oh. And Hans writes his first two books of fairy tales. Okay. Which are both torn to shreds by critics. Fucking shit, yeah. man. God, Hans Christian Andersen. Like, that's yeah. crazy. Like, the road that some of, like, the best authors took to success, you know? How? Like, wow. How did... It's, like, wild to think that people didn't immediately know that this was something special. Oh, like, yeah. That poem was his first one, and everyone's like... Pfft trash like wow yeah what also like Grimm's great most of the fairy tales we think of when we think of fairy tales are his um we think of the little mermaid Mm -hmm. we think of the ugly duck duckling Thumbelina is his Maddie and I, I the little match girl (laughs) destroys us that's his um god I I could go through a list like all of them the snow queen frozen? frozen yep yep um, yeah, so, so, so many. Because yeah. um, he's just so good. And it's just so weird to think that at a time people thought he wasn't. But this is the reason why. This is when children weren't meant to read for fun or entertainment. They read for education. Yeah. And Hans didn't agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. And these weren't you... just for kids either. Like, they were for everybody. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, these little kids didn't have fairy tales. They didn't have storybooks. Right. You know? Like, there was nothing at night. No. It was, here's a breadcrumb. Go to bed. Yeah. I hope you <laughs> like, don't die, and I hope I see you in the morning. Yeah, and your books are just about education. Like, here, let me read you math. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. Oh, um, man. And he just... <laughs> He didn't agree that children shouldn't read for anything other than education. And also, children learn through play. That is like, my mom was an educator, a childhood educator for so, so many years. I was for like 12 years. And my mom's biggest belief was always that like, children learn through play. Let children be children. That is the best way they're going to learn. This is when they're learning social rules and how to talk to people yeah that's so important maybe you wouldn't be such a group of bullying assholes who do shit like this to kids like hans if you had you know a little fairy tale read to you every once (sighs) right and made you feel things and made you empathize with people hans christian anderson's gonna change so many little lives yes and he knows that somewhere he does in his soul i feel like maybe he does but he had been kicked by life so often and so much at this point and he did have his sponsors and he had a little money but that was it and he almost just quit writing right there 
Uh, but he didn't. He didn't. And he, he didn't. wrote a story by the name of the Little Mermaid. A heartbreaking tale of a mermaid who wants the love of a prince who wants so badly to belong in a world where she just doesn't fit in. And that mermaid watched her prince marry someone else. And she lets him because she just wants him to be happy. Even if it kills her. And it does. Which is just so reflective of Hans's life. Yeah. It's it's one of those, I'm going to be on this bullshit again, because it's one of those, like, really think about it, listeners. Like, we're like, you know, and he wrote these plays, and they were failures, and he wrote those poems, they were failures. Like, think of writing something and, like, putting so much Your into heart that. and soul out like, there. Just one thing. Think of just one thing, putting it out there, and someone's like, this is shit. And, like, the way that you would never, recover ever try from that. again. I would never try again. No. Like, I would never recover from that. And then, like, you have the rejection after rejection after rejection. And, and he, then you hit the and little And your mermaid. mom dies. Yeah. And you just keep going. Yeah. Like, and you, God. yeah, you get dumped by the woman you love and who loves you back, which makes it oh, worse you almost. You just have to watch her go. Walk away and yeah. marry someone else. When she doesn't want to either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. No. And in the midst of all of Han's pain and him considering ending his own story just not to feel the heartache anymore, Hans publishes his third book of fairy tales, which he took a big break between the first two and the third because critics really ripped them apart and he really wanted to quit. <laughs> but so dumb. How? Wow. Yep. And that book of fairy tales, the third one, did include The Little Mermaid in it. And it is a raging success okay. right off the bat. God, that's why you don't give up. Nope. People. And from that point forward, Han's new fame. Oh my God, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so happy. I was worried. Again, I don't know anything about him. So I was worried that it was going to be one, one of those, those where it's like no one discovered him till he died. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, thank God. No, okay. he did. He did know what it felt like for people to appreciate his work, for it to speak to them the way that it spoke to him when yeah. he wrote it. Like, yes, that has to be something extra special. Yeah. And I feel like we know it to an extent of just like creating something and for it to make people feel the way that it makes you feel yeah. is there's something so beautiful it about is, that. Yeah. And like, and people let him know it and that's, Oh, thank God yeah. that and he, he felt that the love, the appreciation, the adoration, like he, he does feel that and he is welcomed into homes of the rich and powerful. And they're just like, they did. He actually, there were rich and powerful families that actually were welcoming him into their homes before this. Uh-huh. Weirdly. Because some people just knew. Like, some, some people know. Some people are busy. something about Hans. Yeah. So, um, he becomes... He becomes close with the fucking royal family. Back with his buddy. Good! Yep, the royal family of Denmark. Like, and he lives with them oh my God. for an extended period of time and just loves it. Is writing to his friends about, like, this is a real life fairy tale. Like, yeah. the 
the wine we drink every night is just so wonderful and the games we play in the gardens and like he just goes on and on about how he loves it uh. just the he goes on and on about the wine and the champagne and yeah. the sherry and he just like loves the drinks that they have it's yeah. very sweet and he's just so appreciative and oh happy. my gosh Hans. he is the most appreciative of people god i love that yeah so um he continues to write and continues to publish and continues to see success hell yeah so he wrote to a friend that the key to his success was by taking from his own life experiences. And this is like really paraphrasing here, but sort of like letting nature and his surroundings talk to him and tell him what stories he needs to tell. That was like his thing is he would take his stories and then he would go out and let the earth speak to him and tell him like, this is how it needs to be told your story. That is like my favorite shit I've ever heard. <laughs> right? Like, wow. Ugh, he's Hans. just the fucking best. And he does begin new relationships too. Okay. So at one point with Jonas Collins' daughter, although many think he was really in love with Jonas's son, but you know, either way, maybe it was both. It's gossip. Who knows? It's, go- it's gossip. We'll you know, know, you guys can decide. But he also has a heated and romantic fling with a fucking grand duke oh yeah he's like way up in the ranks oh yeah yeah he's like i mean he's i mean he's living with the royal family but like not just like living with them as in like he's off in some wing like Like, he's like having dinners with them every night and and like drinking their 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 wine their aged wine and like yeah he is friends with them banging archdukes banging archdukes and then not long after this relationship he starts another with a ballet dancer, professional ballet dancer, Harold Scharf. Okay. And he falls truly in love with Harold. Um, I think the Grand Duke was more of a fling, but with Harold, like, they, they were in love for a time. And they maintained a relationship for three years. Okay. And that's, that's a solid, long relationship. Yeah. Like, and mind you, Hans is now in his 50s. Oh, whoa. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So God, that's... it's been a lot of time just like writing and publishing. And like he's had a lot of happy years now at this point, I can say. Um, and he, it eventually ended when Harold stopped responding to letters from Hans. No. And Hans had to accept that it was over. Oh, man. I was almost, this is going to sound terrible. I was almost hoping he, like, died or something. Right. Not just, just like, like, ghosted him. He didn't, like, yeah, it, like, Hans wrote that, like, eight days had gone by and Harold hadn't written to him and that he just knew it was over. Oh, God damn it, Harold. Yeah. But, like, when they did have the relationship, they were, like, open with it. They're, like, people didn't like it. Yeah, but, but they, they were like pretty openly affectionate, but people just kind of fucking put up with it because. Yeah. Yeah. You like my stories or no? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. no, and they like. Mind your business. Yeah, they like. And he talks about in like in his autobiography about like the passionate kisses they had between the two of them and the anniversaries they spent together and the gifts that Harold gave him and. It's very sweet. It was they, real. It was real. It was real while it lasted. And um, Hans was heartbroken. And 
he also, though, he wasn't hung up on it necessarily. He was pretty accepting of the relationship's fate. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Him and Harold continued to see each other often oh, in public okay. for years All and right. were always kind and friendly to one another. Okay. Every well, time they saw each other, they'd chat you... and catch up and, yeah. What more can you ask for if you're going to break up? You exactly. Know? Except right. for that, you're friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Or so, never see the person ever, 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 also ever, that. ever again. Yeah, if it ends badly, <laughs> that's what you want. Yeah, but um, this is a, also a great option. Yeah, so this one is really interesting. And I had heard this story before, but another interesting friendship of Hans's was with the one and only Charles Dickens. Oh, I did not know. Yeah, and they had met briefly in the past where Charles had probably done the whole polite english thing of like hey if you're ever in town you're welcome at my home i was just thinking i was like well okay yeah no hans traveled all over so i was just oh yeah like oh how did they know each other but he traveled everywhere yeah probably did that whole yeah whenever you're in town you're welcome over and hans with his you know he's cultured but he's a very awkward man yeah but he just took this as an invitation like very seriously as an invitation and he did visit charles in his home in england okay well, you know, yeah. don't be saying that if you're not... If you, you don't know, mean like, it. Let me know if you need anything. Actually, <laughs> I do need something. Yeah, can I borrow your car? Yeah, like there are cultures <laughs> like, you where you it. don't just like say stuff. Like yeah. you say it and you mean it. You have to actually follow through with yeah, like, it. How are you doing today? Yeah, it's like, like I let wow, me tell you. like my dog is missing. I'm not doing well. Yeah, like, like you know, it started off okay, but then like I got some heartburn with breakfast and then it all just kind of, you know. Yeah, like, exactly. You. Like you can actually talk. I, I wish it was like that. Like I low-key want people to like actually tell me how they're doing when I say like, hey, how you doing today? Like the cashier can absolutely unload on me because I'm that type of person. Oh God, are you? Yes. I am. I, I'll let them unload on me because like I'm nice and I'm chatty, but like yeah. I would prefer the European method of like, of, like we just not talk. I'm great. Yeah. 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 Or like I, don't even ask me. I want to like, hear I, about I, it. Yeah. Just <laughs> do not me say about it. hello. Don't say what are you doing? There? Like nothing. Just beep. Beep, oh. beep, rip. Here's your no, receipt. Like, Bye. Do, do you hate me? Like, do you think I <laughs> did? I do something wrong? Did I offend you? Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'll leave. It's fine. No, I'm like, hey, you can like, you've got like a solid like two minutes where yeah. you can trauma dump on me right now. And I will listen with my whole heart and soul. So like, go for it, cashier. I got you. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he visits Charles and like the initial visit goes very well. And then... uh, Hans just stays for five weeks. Okay. And uh, Charles and his family don't really know what to do because they're polite British people. Oh, man. So they don't really know how to say, like, hey, it's time to go. What I keep thinking is, like, the mid... Like the Midwesterner thing, Westerner thing in America, where like you stand up from the couch and you slap your hands on your thighs and you go, "Well, yep. yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, <sighs> okay, yes," and then everyone else stands, stands up, up with and they you. go, "Well, it was so great. Thanks for having us over." Yeah, and they it just leave. takes that one like uh-huh. double thigh slap. Yeah, yeah. My mom and I on the phone every fucking time. Maddie, listen for it. I'm not kidding. Every time, without fail. A hundred percent of the time, the way that we end a phone call is one of us says, all right. Yeah. All right. And then the other person goes, okay, <laughs> okay. well, I'll let you go. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Yeah. It's just the Every keyword. time. Yeah. Yep. All right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but 
Eventually, they did have to be more direct, but they were in a very kind way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they let Hans know it was time to leave. It had been five weeks, and they're like, how much longer? Because Hans just, like, stays with people all the time. Like, mm-hmm. the royal family is like, hey, Hans, stay with us for years. Yeah, So, like, yeah. he probably would have stayed with Charles for fucking years if yeah. they had let him. Oh, God. And the, he just doesn't... hurt his feelings. No, No, right. he left happily. Oh, good. Okay, okay. But this is where the, the sad part comes in, okay. is he continued to write to Charles... And Charles writes back less and less. And Hans was forever so confused as to why Charles uh, Dickens basically ghosted him. I am too. Why? Just because he like stayed longer? I think Hans could probably, I think Hans could be a bit much for people sometimes. Okay. I think maybe it was partially, you know, his very like, I don't know. I, I do think it was, I had heard that it was a part of the culture, right, where you're you're a bit more, like, up front uh-huh. with things. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't think he was good at taking hints. Um, yeah. But he was a very nice person. And, like, right, yeah, Charles, yeah. it's a fucking letter. Write one back. I don't know. I am anti-Charles Dickens now, so. I was going to say, I really, no. I, I wish that, yeah, you know, yeah, just be nice. Yeah. Like, and Great but... Expectations is fucking boring, Charles. And you know what isn't? The Little Mermaid. Yeah. So, so suck a dick. Yeah. Suck several. <laughs> yeah. You're an excellent writer. Whatever. I don't care. I'm not reading your yeah. stuff. Thanks but I'm for... reading Hans's, so. Thanks for letting Who's him <laughs> stay four weeks longer than you probably would have Yeah, liked, that, that guess, really but... was, like, very nice. Yeah, but, like, but, like, oh, God. Like, you have to just... ghost him? I know. It'd be nice. I just and... don't like that Hans was confused oh, about God, it. No, that breaks my thing. heart. Like, he's like, why didn't he? Yeah. Did I do something? Because he like... was even, like, fine when, like, Harold kind of ghosted him. He's like, no, it's fine. The relationship ran its course whatever will right, be but cool. he was but like this moment he was heartbroken like, with it he and after they like asked him to leave and then wondering like oh god like did they like hate me all like you know like yes oh, no. i don't i don't like that yeah, but no, i hate that despite these social hiccups that hans would have he did maintain lifelong friendships with many people so there were dozens and dozens oh, of households God. who were constantly welcoming welcoming him in with open arms. He would like go to another home and they would like welcome him back, you know, like yeah. this was just I think a lot of it may have been just a cultural difference. Yeah. Um but he maintained correspondence with many long distance friends as well. Good. Yeah. He has so many friends. He Good. does. So he he suffered a lot, but he has seen so much joy too so much joy um and in 1872 he began to suffer from the first signs of his terminal liver cancer okay so he had stopped writing around this time telling a friend that when he looked around at the world asking for a story it told him that he was done okay he had told his last story are you shitting my dick he looked around at the world and it said that you, okay. There's nothing else to tell. You did it. You did like, all of it. Yeah. Like, you like could you imagine your mission. Like, being a writer and like having that sense of like, I did it. I'm yeah, done. You're finished. Yeah. You, you Not even like the success, but like the world is telling you, like yeah. you need to tell these stories. And then it says like, no, okay. That you, is you did your job. Like you can rest now. Fucking beautiful. Yeah. Oh God. Um, my heart. Yeah. So... He spent his last years just being with people the way that he loved to. Yeah. And he became a part of the Privy Council in Copenhagen. Okay. And just wrote to his friends. 
and he passed a few years after this at the age of 70. That's a nice long life. It is. And in his hands was found a leather bag with Rebo's last letter to him inside. <gasps> no. Oh, he kept it all that time. My God. She was the love of his of life. Of his life. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she just had to sit back and read all of those stories and like... And know uh, that like... I just, the Little Mermaid is the one that kind of, and I I think a lot of people feel that the Little Mermaid may relate more to um, his, like, bisexuality and the way that he sometimes wanted to be with men but didn't feel accepted. But I don't know. I see more of a parallel. Like, I can see that. But to me, knowing the relationships he had and that he had, like, a more open relationship with a man yeah um like they didn't come out and say we're in a relationship but they're like walking down the street holding hands and shit and people are like we hate that but like again what can they do yeah yeah um but like i don't know to me it has such a exact parallel with rebo and what they went through yeah you know and watching someone else and by the way guys our next folktale episode will be my summary of the little mermaid because it's a bit longer so i'm i'm probably going to summarize it yeah but that's going to be our next folktale episode so we'll go through all of that and how that goes but um it's yeah relates to him and rebo like a lot Uh, yeah just even what you like said about it like yeah watching Mm -hmm. like her prince go marry someone else and like just want them to be happy and has to let go you know like all of that that sounds and he kept her letter right like he didn't keep harold's in letter. a leather he kept bag Rebo's. yeah all that time like he was wow. young yeah. when they were together a and he kept it all that time he's 70 letter. like an old man God. just holding on to this letter from the woman who uh, loves, like, did she outlive him does she know that i want her to know uh, that. i don't actually know um but she was wha- the little sorry she was the yeah. little a little boy standing next to him while he was slipping away you yes, know like this with the wings right here. yeah, yeah was, oh just yeah standing she... next to him ready ready to take him to yeah. and if or not then he versa. was that for yeah. her <laughs> vice versa. yeah there is a world in which that they can be together yes i really i really would like to believe that yeah 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 um okay so this is <laughs> interesting um so the one last thing I have to talk about is Hans Sr. and Anna. Let's go back to them real quick. Okay. This is like a recent discovery theory. Oh, what? Ooh, okay. Uh, to me, it's a discovery, I think, um, about... There's a whole book on this. Oh, my God. Um, oh, I love recent oh, shit yeah. of past shit. Ooh, okay. And it's about Hans Christian Anderson, and I believe it with my whole heart and soul. Um, he was very likely the illegitimate son of... King Christian the Third. Oh, like his childhood friend's dad? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Isn't Anna. that very, very interesting? But Hans Sr. still loved him and, you know, did a heck and protect. Right? <laughs> yeah. So. Still, like, a wonderful, wonderful father. He was a father to him. Oh, yeah. Like, Anna, to be clear, Anna and Hans Sr. were his parents. Yes. Oh, yeah. 
But (laughs) I think there is something to be said about. Oh, okay. Sorry. The eighth. Okay. I knew I had gotten something wrong there that something had gotten left out. Christian the eighth. King Christian the eighth of Denmark. But yeah, I, I think there is some pretty solid evidence. I'm also, there is Han Christian Andersen's hair, like in a museum right now. Oh my God. And Denmark has just chosen not to not test to do it. it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's fair enough, but, um, oh, it's not ooh. just one hair though. It's like a bundle. Like, can yeah, you just, just take, take one? one Maybe they yeah. just don't want to I know. Maybe they, I think maybe they don't. Or yeah. maybe if like there's more evidence, I don't know. I want to know. Anna, how'd you do that? Yeah. Okay. Did... So do you want to hear like all the, yeah, the evidence like pointing in this direction? Yes. Cause like how did Anna, how, which, mm, what? Not his biological mother, Anna. His biological mother would have been theoretically the aristocrat Elise Allfelt Larwig. Lorwig. Uh, so we're gonna look back at the evidence pointing towards this hans looked nothing like hans senior and anna remember he's very tall uh-huh. and hans senior and anna are very small people okay um hans was over six feet tall which was tall oh, for wow. the time yeah yeah and especially compared to his parents and just like feature wise he didn't look like them he has a very distinct face he is very thin um hans like christian anderson i should say so he's Ooh, very hans thin. christian too right His middle name isn't that interesting huh uh-huh hmm. uh-huh <laughs> so he's very thin he's a really gaunt face and a large hook nose and his eyes are like very like kind of more sunken in that's my type and it's a very chalamet sound with you so he does. let me on it i i do think he has a very anton ego look about him from the movie ratatouille right. like yeah. with like yeah. Uh, like slightly more curly hair at the ends okay. and you know anton when he's like happy at the end of the movie yeah, he takes the bite more pleasant he you remembers know. his mama how she made it yeah you know what that is a very hans thing to okay. do yeah. and um he does it he just has like a very pleasant look about him i don't know i don't know if it's just because i love him and i'm like always gonna gaslight myself into thinking this but he just like looks like a nice person to me yeah um again i'm gonna have to like times were different i'm gonna have to read all his works there is one of his works that is like a slur but it wasn't a slur then but yeah i i'm gonna read literally everything that he ever wrote and i will get back to you but he just looks like a nice person right and um his face looks exactly like his theorized maternal grandfather exactly the same like he has her face his 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 maternal grandfather oh so his, his maternal grandfather yeah so okay, his, gotcha yeah theoretical like mother's has, father yeah he has yeah. his face yeah, like the ooh. same face different hair same fucking face what ooh. same nose same face shape and like there's, it's crazy there's photos oh yeah i'll show you oh my god oh my god mm-hmm. um ooh, scandal it's so crazy uh and this is also just this would have been before christian the eighth had gotten married to anyone okay 
so it's likely that he was with Elise and that was her name, right? Yeah. That he was with Elise and, you know, they probably, they could have loved each other. Yeah, I know. And, you know, yeah, like slept together, had a whole relationship and then she got pregnant because there's no birth control. Yeah. But then he's still illegitimate because, yeah. I mean, the king, he, his marriage has to be saved for some oh, yeah, political right. scheme, and you like, know? And who was she, you know? Like, yeah. you're not an alliance. Part, like, no, I mean, you're not you going know? to like benefit the kingdom that yeah. much. So, oops. Um, yeah, so it's interesting that she didn't like keep the, the baby. It's just probably to be a like, risk for her too, you know. Yeah, maybe she went went on a summer vacation for <laughs> ten months and just reappeared <laughs> after she stayed with him. <laughs> yep, exactly. And came back or something. Yep, exactly. That's probably exactly what it was. And her, you know, she seemed mysteriously much more tired even yeah. after that 10-month vacation. Yeah. Because she had just given birth. Yeah. Um, but further evidence, he was taken in by all these patrons who had no real reason to take a risk on him other than for his kindness, which, like I said, other people have kindness and are also charming and are also well-to-do and, you know, also have all these other things going for them. Yeah. Um. Oh, so people were, like, talking about this. This was, like, Possibly. A ooh, like, ooh. It, it's possible. Um, I do want to, like, go out there and say, though, with Jonas Collin, I don't think it was, like, uh, oh, well, the king told me to take care of you, and so I will begrudgingly for the rest of my life. No, I think okay, that good. family loved him. Oh, God, yeah, no, I hope that they all did. No, I, I mean, he had really, really close relationships with the kids. Yeah. And also it was stated in a source that like the woman he fell in love with slash maybe the man, like whether it was yeah, the sister it's the or the brother. brother. Sister, yeah. I read in different sources that it was either Jonas's um, daughter and son or his granddaughter and grandson. So I just like want to throw that out there. It's kind of weird. Um, but it actually turns out that the royal family was, they were paying for Hans's life for many years. Not when he was a little kid. Maybe they were giving a little money here and there. I don't know. They were at the very least checking up on him. I wonder, but... like, why? What was the point of just, like, giving him straight away just to, like, keep him around? Right? So like, much. especially if he has a relative's face. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. it seems like you'd be like, yeah, take this kid and fucking to get To really, it like, I don't know, like, throwing him with these very poor people to give him, like, a substantial, like, backstory yeah, of, like, he's not my son. Yeah. I yeah. guess, yeah. I, but in the royal family that he was around, he's not around the, the part of the family that he looks like either. That's true. Because, yeah. He's was, not around his mom's family. His biological mom. Like, how does one just become friends with the prince, you know? Exactly. Like, were you guys running into each other? Where he's gonna talk to you, you know, yep. like yeah, and that's how did what you even gain access. I stay in here like his close friend, the prince. Like how? Am how I, did? Yeah. How would they become friends by chance? Yeah, or were they friends because they were brothers? Yeah, and just naturally we're gonna have a yeah. have a friendship. Drawn yeah, and the the king, the prince at the time, and then the king, like he wanted his sons to know each other. Yeah, yeah. and then. Huh. Is it possible that Jonas Collin was asked to sponsor Hans on behalf of the royal family? Is it possible that the royal theater took him on for those three years at the urging of the king? Because Even he had no he talent. Good. Yeah, yeah. So why else was he there? Um, so, yeah, why, why was he friends with the prince? 
Um, also, it came out like this historian who put this theory forward or like discovered this really. Um, he's looked back on so many files and everything. And um, they were paying double for his schooling for Hans's. Hmm. This poor family was paying double. Yeah. I don't think so. No. And also, and like I said, like, you can't just say, like, like it. poor kids didn't get to get excused from being beaten in school. I Okay, I was just going to say that. Mm-hmm. I, I, that did kind of stand out. That I was like, huh. That yeah. was like that an you can option? Just, yeah, that you can just say, don't beat my kids. I, was like, I like, just thought maybe they were like won't. progressive people because honestly, back then, I, I, I think, think that parents that kind of like hit their kids up too, you know? Like yeah. it, it oh, just kind of happened. And so it was interesting that she's like, you're not going to fucking hit this one though. Kind of right. Thing. Yeah, exactly. I, I just thought they were maybe more aggressive. I think it was Now cool. I don't. Now I'm like, hmm, maybe it's because you have his face. Yes. And I think Anna probably capitalized off this. She's like, that's my boy. Yeah. I think she saw him as her son. Oh, and I yeah. think she would have been like, that's my boy. He's secretly royalty. They're getting paid double. At the very least, don't fucking hit my kid. Yeah, right. You know, I, I do think that her and Hans were just good people. And I think that they were chosen to raise him because they were good people. Yeah. Um, a shoemaker. Like, how did they land on a shoemaker and a house cue? I have right? so many questions. Mm-hmm. Wow. And also there was like a very big age difference between Hans and Anna too, which I think is interesting. Hans was 22 and Anna was 40 at one point. So there's like an 18 year. Wait, like Hans senior? Senior, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Isn't that interesting? This whole thing is really interesting. Yeah. What? Ooh, I love this. Yeah. Oh, we had to fight through the sadness to get to the drama. Yeah. But it's here. Here's but your you gossip podcast right here, everyone. Yeah. And you know what this all means is that all along, this sad, ugly duck, uh, ugly duckling really was a swan. Yeah. The whole time. The whole. The royal swan. The royal swan. And that's why we all took him in and he had an aura about him. It, it feels like he knew. You think? I think he did. Yeah? I Ooh. Yeah. And the historian who wrote about it does too. Oh. Thinks that at one point he did know, but that he didn't want anyone else to know. And that's why I think, because like people were saying like, oh, you were born in this place. And then he's like, no, it wasn't. I was born in this place. It's like, what are you trying to cover up, Hans? Yeah. Huh, buddy? Like, yeah. are you trying to cover for your family because you don't want to like dishonor them or anything like that yeah, like, right. because you love them oh yeah because mm-hmm. they're your family that stood up for you and yeah. protected you and another weird thing his um birth certificate wasn't written up until he was 17 another weird thing you can't go to school without a birth certificate even back then in denmark so how the fuck did he get into school without a birth certificate and how did everyone just like know this but it wasn't everywhere. Like, I get like, you know, you would have to tell someone at the school and be like, listen, he doesn't have a fucking birth certificate because he's like the king's son. Like, yeah. someone's going to slip, I feel. I feel like they wouldn't have hit him if they knew he was the king's son. Yeah. I feel like they were more understanding of the situation because they were being paid double. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was like, don't ask why we're paying double. 
he doesn't have a birth certificate. He doesn't, don't worry about it. Yeah, like, the double part was, like, hush money. Yeah. To be like, don't fucking, like, don't say anything. Just, yeah, like, just let like, this all slide. Yeah, don't worry about there not being a birth certificate. Just whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. That's Haunted Christian Anderson for you, though. Wow. Wow. Oh, my god. I gosh. have, like, a little pile of tissues next to my yeah, seat right now. No, that's... God, that that poem was still. Uh, I'm yeah. glad that you didn't get heavy into like the bullying because I can't handle that. No, I mean that's. Uh, I'm I'm gonna read his his autobiography and that's gonna be rough to get through. But I yeah, I, I, I will not be relaying that information to you. Well, you can, sure. you can just that, like. Well, now I know. Now I'm like, okay, it's a Hans Christian Andersen one. I know how it ends. It's all fine. He's like, a, it's okay. I feel like it's a happy ending. Like, it is a happy ending. The world told him that he did good and right. that he can rest in peace. If, like, if anything, I think that is perfect. I think just that he had. And maintained friendships. Yeah, yeah. I think he probably would have liked to be married at one point. Yeah. Um. I I know he liked kids. I don't know if he would have wanted them for himself. But, you know, I, I still think in a lot of ways his life was... He got out of life what he wanted. He wanted to be loved. He wanted to not be forgotten. Yeah. And he wanted to write. And he got all those things. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he did. He he really did. He got everything he wanted, I think. It, Not Rebo. Except for Rebo. Yeah, he kept that letter. Oh, my God. He had her in his heart That's the whole so time. That's so sweet. All of those places he went. That's... Like, ugh, the, for that The way <laughs> that that is the goal. Like, oh, right? wow. That's so sweet. Someone to feel about you. Yeah. The way that he felt about her. Ugh. Where that was... He, like, he must have either slept with that thing in his hand. Yeah. Or he knew he was dying. Yeah. And put it in his hand exactly. because he wanted to die with it in his hand. Exactly. Like, either way. Yeah. It ruined shut me. the fuck up. It, I know. That I, is. I, he's damn, just dude. beautiful and it's beautiful and everything's beautiful. It's all beautiful. Yeah. And I am going to post pictures. Um, obviously, lots of Hans. And we'll post a picture of his potential mm-hmm. maternal grandfather mm-hmm. and him mm-hmm. you need to see that and it's really interesting yeah it, from what i can remember his potential <laughs> grandfather had like this lush blonde hair <laughs> but like like this very prince charming hair oh, well, yeah. and like hans didn't and like that is really the only difference oh my god he has like this cute dark hair with the little curls at the end yeah he did he's so oh, cute hans. so precious i love you hans this has changed my life i guess we have to do a fresh cup now yeah god happy birthday emily oh, you found <laughs> you found thank you, found thank you. And it's hans and he's great that really is so great to me yeah. and i know this was really sad but it was really worth it to me because i feel like I have found a passion that's just been waiting for me my whole life because The Little Mermaid was my favorite Disney movie. Mm-hmm. 
all growing up. It was many girls, but it was mine too. Oh, and like, it, yeah. I really feel like me watching the Disney version of the Little Match Girl is a fucking core memory for me yeah. because of the way wow. I cried yeah, no, over it, that. That one is rough. Yeah. Maybe like, don't watch that guy. Yeah. And it just like came on. Like I have like the DVDs of like the, whether it's Disney or Pixar, whatever the shorts are. Yeah. And it just like auto played once and i was like oh my yeah. it was like that weird because i saw it when i was a kid too and i'm like <gasps> i repressed this so hard oh, oh yeah god you know <laughs> and it just started and there i am sitting and watching watching it yeah if you <laughs> i guess if you don't have a core memory of you like just yeah bawling to the little match girl did it's you time to make that core memory did you guys ever see a little match girl when you were a kid or are you happy right now? <laughs> are you like well or are you taking prozac yeah because are you, you saw the little match girl when you were little yeah and you have not found just an ounce of dopamine sin. nope yeah no serotonin to be found yeah in the room nope 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 oh god Jesus. okay we're gonna get into a fresh cut all right bye, bye. Right, it's time for a fresh cup. I'll read one to you because it's your birthday. Yeah, and I just like had to read so much through crying that like I yeah. am ready to have you read something to me today. Yeah, and um, I'm not good at Reddit, and so I just went to the little search bar and typed in <laughs> the true off my chest and found Great. one. So okay, yeah, it's just gonna be a little fun. I don't know, gossipy moment. Yay! To dry your tears. Oh, good. Okay, I'm going to read the title because it doesn't matter. Okay. My sister didn't get into a single one of her dream schools, and I'm living for it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, whoa. And it starts off hot. I don't like my younger sister. <laughs> YS <laughs> is what is how we're referring to younger sisters. Oh, okay, sometimes. I'm going to reserve judgment until I hear what this bitch has done. Yeah, here we go. Okay, I guess I'm not reserving I... <laughs> my judgment. I just called her a bitch. <laughs> I don't like my younger sister. Yeah. I will admit that. She's always been a daddy's girl and never faced a single consequence in her Ooh, life. Oh, yeah. I don't like your younger sister either. Yeah, no, I don't like that either. While my parents are nar- not narcissists or abusive, they've always been softer on YS than any of my other siblings. She's always been given privileges that was never given to any of the other siblings, and it doesn't help that she's a selfish brat who has made it her mission to make all of her siblings' lives as hard as possible growing up. Why? Like... I wonder, you know? Also, like, knowing what the title is, like, yeah, you're setting your kid up for failure because you know who's not going to treat them special? The rest of the fucking Fucking world. world. Exactly. Like, yes, dote on your kids and stuff, but also, like, don't have them be a fucking asshole who thinks they deserve everything because then the world is going to kick their ass. Yeah, just like, just remember sometimes that like kids are cute and fun, but like they, they're going to grow up and be they're adults. They're going to be adults. And, and everyone else has shitty ones. Yeah. So maybe uh-huh. prepare for that. Yeah. Um, at some point, YS realized that she can just lie and get away with it or really do anything and not face any consequences. Fuck. This ranged from petty lying to getting all of us in trouble to actual crime. What the fuck? Yeah, she used to steal any cash she can find from all of us. My parents defended her and brushed it off even after my oldest sister caught her on camera doing it. How do you justify that? It's on camera. Well, she needed it. So. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, what the yeah, fuck do you say? What do you say to that? Like, be like, well, whatever. I'll, like, give you the money. She pro- that's probably exactly what it was. Yeah, like, I'll just, whatever. I'll just pay you back. And that's some bullshit. Yeah. 
YS graduates from high school this year. My parents have been awfully quiet about her academics for the past two years, despite all of their other children having high marks academically (laughs) and all now having college degrees. Oh, so she's like a bit younger, it sounds like. They could never stop gushing about YS and how smart she was. Until I put, oh man, I'm living for her not getting. Oh, oh my too. God. This is so fucking satisfying. This is such a perfect one oh for my, my birthday, God. Maddie. Thank oh you. Because yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. I love a fucking narcissist being brought down a peg. Humbled. Yeah, no, I that, love that. That is, that is something. That... I love someone being humbled. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Like someone who fucking deserves it. Someone who fucking deserves it. A mean person. Until two years ago when she nearly failed high school by (gasps) ditching for an entire semester. I literally, (laughs) I'm not kidding. To this day, I've been out of high school for 10 years. I'm turning 28. I'm 28 now as you listen to this. Yes, she is. I have been out of high school for about 10 years now. And I still, to this day, have nightmares. Have nightmares about, okay, I was just going to say. That I, like, haven't gone to school for a semester. And suddenly, like, I come back to reality. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I haven't gone to school for an entire semester. And I'm going to, like. like, a nightmare nightmare. Oh, yeah. I have nightmares of, like, I'm late for high school. Oh, I. Or something. Mine's mainly that I have, for an entire semester, for some reason decided to show up to every class except for math which is always the class I did the worst at always my hardest class so I would just the start of the dream would be me realizing I hadn't gone to math class for a whole semester and like losing my mind oh about my it God. now that you say that you know a weird dream that I have and it's yeah. high school based which yeah high school was like a very small blip in my life like it was not it I yeah. did not thrive it I, I just got thrive, it. but it also wasn't traumatic no so no. I don't understand I why this is like just a like dream flopped through it no, I don't know it were like, formative years so yeah you know, like it was whatever but important. no I have like these reoccurring dream where I'm in a high school but it's not my high school because I'm really lost but it's like the first day or something and I have that like schedule with all the room numbers and like your class order on it yeah and I like can't find the room or, or like and it is it's always like math or science or something I wasn't strong at and yeah. so I just haven't gone yeah and then I'll be like fuck I, I've only been, like, two times. It's the end of everything. Oh, I have to god. go or can't, like... Oh, God. We're such Ravenclaws, dude. Like, this is <laughs> our nightmares. Like, Oh, my gosh. You want to hear <laughs> something terrible? This is so embarrassing. <laughs> At the beginning of seventh grade, I was so stuck in the headspace of sixth grade. And it, there was a difference of, like, you had... In sixth grade, you had, like three periods and then your next period was lunch yeah but then in seventh grade it was four periods Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, then it was lunch mm -hmm. so i was headed to lunch looking around being like these kids are all in the grade below mine and then realized i was like over five minutes late for my class and that was was not a nightmare that was real yeah and then i was so embarrassed and I ran in, and I, I think I ended up making some excuse because I didn't want to admit that I was just being ADHD and like, <laughs> was so like, like in the zone of like, okay, and now it's lunchtime. And now you would just like walk in and be like, oh my god, I, I can't just believe how dumb I was. Yeah. yeah. Oh my like, god. No shame about it now, but like, 
In seventh grade. Oh my God. I could have died from embarrassment. Yeah. No, my high school, we're going to get right back to this fresh cut. My high school equivalent was that was like, I was like the puking kid, you know, like, which I still am now I'm the puking adult, but I like, it's it's, okay. It was undiagnosed vertigo my whole life. Leave me alone. Yeah. Um, And so (laughs) I, so not your fault. It was also in the beginning of seventh grade. And I like walked into the class and we all sat down and we were all like getting ready to start our thing. And I like, I was like, I'm going to throw up. And I like stood up. It's like, can I go to the bathroom and they're like yeah and it was hawaii so this like classroom was in like those little portable things oh yeah yeah. and i like walk out the door i'm like (gasps) trying to be cool you know like and not go running and i walk out the door and just puke like projectile and and everyone just heard it you know and i didn't know what to do and so i just like left it and like hoofed it all the way down to the bathroom which was like an outdoor hike like uphill both ways whatever through a rainforest and then I like get down there and then I just went straight to the nurse's office and like there was people over there I don't know what to do I can never come back to school what do you do and then my mom came and got me and I was probably like in trouble for being sick because the 90s I don't fucking know but like I and school was like 45 minutes away so then she had to fucking come all the way and get me and it was early and like yeah whatever but there's just puke out there I don't know who cleaned it up and then the next day and then you know for the rest of forever I had to like go back to school and, and walk into that class up the steps that you puked yep. on and, and you like thought about that and if it happened time. today i would have been like you know i just puked everywhere i'm good now <laughs> no one stepped there i'm gonna take my water bottle at break and try to wash that off the best <laughs> i can and we're all gonna be but good we're, we're good. all gonna be yeah, back to school yeah. <laughs> okay eighth grade i passed out in choir because i was locking my knees without realizing it and i just like and i was on the top the top tier because I'm tall and I, yeah, I was locking my knees and I like fell and I was so embarrassed. Oh my God. And like went to the nurse and they're like, you're so pale. Oh my God. Lay down. And like, like nowadays I would be like, oh my God. Oh wow. Okay guys, I'm fine. I think I was just locking my knees. Let me like sit down. I don't need to go to the fucking nurse. Like, let me sit down really quick and then I'll like get back up there and keep singing that Hercules song. Cause that's I what it was. need you to know that in eighth grade, I passed out <laughs> because I was, yeah, mine's worse. I was oh, no. in Hawaii again. Oh, like, God. here I am. Like, and I was auditioning to, like, blow the conch shelf or something <laughs> and could not fucking do it. And it ended up passing out. <laughs> it it, it, never, it never made the noise. Like, the who, you know, it was just like... <sighs> And I ended up passing out fucking white ass. So there's oh my great story. Anyways, we were living the same life, just in different fonts. And oh I love God. you for that. That was way funnier. And then my mom had to come pick me up. In fifth grade, my mom had to come pick me up because I was trying to see if my bag of popcorn was popped all the way. And so I stuck my eyeball up against it when I pulled it open and severely burnt my eyeball. And she fucking had to drive the 50 minutes up there. And then all of this happened like within the first hour of school every time too. So she's Oh my God. Okay. In fifth grade, my favorite place in the entire world was my aunt's attic. And it was a ladder up to her attic above her garage. And I literally fell out of it. And to this day, I have a scar on my back. Oh, for being a little attic creature under the concrete. Oh God! Oh, it was a cool ass attic, and I stand by that. <laughs> oh my God! I bet it was. It man. was really cool. <laughs> okay, Jesus. Okay, so well, yeah, the younger go. sister is like failing because she ditched for a whole semester. <laughs> Bitch. Her GPA is now abysmal. That's a great word. <laughs> She's barely graduating from what I've heard, yet my parents in YS still thought she could get into a good school. 
Y.S.'s yes, dream school was Yale <laughs> with Harvard a second pick. Oh. I'm not joking. <laughs> like, that's what OP <laughs> they, says. That's what they I'm said. not joking. Oh, wow. my God. Oh, wow. Delusional. Yeah. Despite her graduation quickly approaching, I had heard nothing about Y.S.'s college plans. And it turned out that my parents and she had kept it a secret because she got accepted into zero of the schools she wanted. They applied to 12, and she only got accepted into one. The school she got accepted Was to... Was community college? Accepts literally anyone with a pulse that can pay. <laughs> what makes this more cathartic to me and makes me much pettier is when I and my older brother went to college, my father refused to use the money he saved for us. What? Claiming because we got scholarships, we didn't need it, and he would save it for YS instead. Well, clearly she needed it. (laughs) I know for a fact YS is distraught right now. The point is moot. But anyways, she would fail and drop out of school anyway. But for the first time in her life, she actually is facing consequences, and I'm living for it right now. Like... I'd like to think she'll learn from it, but she probably won't. But I'd like to think she will. Right. That this will humble her. Yes. She won't. I feel like she'll be the kind of person to be like, oh my God, who even wants to go to Yale anyways? I bet you. Fucking everyone. She was probably the, was it on Patreon or in a regular episode, the BBL girl? It started on a regular episode and, and then, then we it went finished to Patreon. It. Yeah. Yeah, she like grew was. up to be BBL girl. Oh my god, yes. Like <laughs> the entire person I don't know. I'm getting a Brazilian butt lift and you need to host me for it. Yeah. And I drive don't know me there. And drive me back and take work off. And I literally don't know you. Yeah, I literally don't know you. Like you are a friend of a friend. Oh no, a friend man. of my cousin? Something like that. No. That one was wild. That's wild. Yeah. Um yeah, BBL girl and her would destroy the world together yeah they they are the same person yep oh someone God. um in the comments said yale after ditching a semester lmfao you can't even get in there with the perfect gpa and test scores you need tons of extra stuff on top of that oh my god getting into yale and harvard you, i'm like, thinking forget like get it oh my brother got like a because i'm the dumb one in in this like sibling <laughs> group um Which my older brother because you are brilliant i got like a 3.5 it was fine um but my brother got like a 4.2 gpa which to be honest i didn't know was like a thing before he got one he got like a 4.2 gpa and he got he took his uh act because that's the thing in the west is act instead of sat and he took it, he got like this, like an almost perfect score. And he was 15 when he took it. Of course, yeah. Yeah. And he was, you know, violin, prodigy, whatever. I don't know if he could have gotten into Yale. Yeah, no. I, like, I, to I be think... clear, like, if he had, he would have been able to keep up. He's very, very smart. Oh, for sure. Just like their requirements are so no. high and they may reject you on a whim. I was going to say, I feel like if... First step, I feel like you had to have had like a family member go there to right? like be in the. Short you have to stack. be like some sort of, of legacy, to yeah, go there. or something, yeah. because like uh, there is so much, like so many people's dream schools. Oh my gosh! One of my Harvard. favorite things is watching videos of people like finding out they got into Harvard. Do you ever watch those? no oh the people that are just like so grateful about it yeah like their families cry and like oh it's like the soldiers coming back no it's like it hits me like that i can't 
Um, one other person said, regardless of what happens with college, YS will milk your parents for the rest of her life for yep. help with cars, housing, travel, boyfriends. It never ends. Source, YS is also my younger sister. Edit, holy moly, upvotes. Wow. Oh. OP, you're not alone. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, no, that's absolutely how I, I know this situation. I know people like this. <laughs> Yeah, right. And they are, I know a person like this who is in their 60s oh, and still no. doing this to their elderly 90-year-old parents. God, and it, yeah, you did. In and out of jail. Like, oh, yeah. God. And it's they just, were the favorite. Yep, always. it's just something you don't grow out of. Yep. And, you know, the least favorite children in that family? Doing fantastic. God, wow, how weird. Why is that? You just learn to, to scrap. Yeah. <laughs> to like I mean, just live well i wonder right? like why be grateful for everything because your parents fucking suck yeah i wonder they picked like, favorites assholes. yeah why do they pick a favorite and like why is it like the worst one like is it some weird overcompensating thing right like i don't know what why pick yeah why pick the worst no it's not that they picked the worst it's that they picked one and that child became the worst Right, yeah, like that they has to be the order of, of it. Right? Yeah, because like, why do you pick a favorite? Unless like one of my kids is like just a murderer or something, and be like, and then okay, at that point, I guess like, you know, you know, I do prefer you're a close <laughs> my second for yeah. sure. But we shouldn't kill people. Yeah, you like, know? wow, I still show up. I'm still gonna visit you in prison. I'm, I'm gonna I, be oh, yeah, that I'll mom. I'll still visit you. you. Know? Yeah. I'll lecture you. Yeah, be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm so disappointed in yeah. you. Like, I love you because you're my kid. Yeah. I'm never not, but yeah. Wow, yeah, no. The way that I just... Maddie, you got your one, and you love him with your whole heart and soul. I have my two, and, like, the love is very different, but I love them so equally. I just do not understand the idea of preferring one over the other. Like... I don't know, man. Mine are so wonderful in their own ways, and I think that's how my parents feel. That is. They've said that to us before. Like, it's very different love, but, like, equal. Yeah. Yeah. My God. Okay. Well, anyways... It's my birthday. Have a birthday for Emily. <laughs> yeah. And like, be good parents. And I'm sorry if you're the least favorite child. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I'm also the least favorite child. I'm the only one. Bye. <laughs> you're the only child. <laughs>